0: we don't 100% know where KD is with Kyrie Irving. The league doesn't know. But it has been floated to me by executives that
1: if you're so <laughs> to say it I can't. I can't. Don't that do it. That if they
0: would be kept together that that the Lakers would potentially have a package that you could trade for both of them. Let's
1: go. But, yippee, yippee, yippee.
0: All right, welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, joined as always by Raj Chapalo. And today, the voices of Brian Windhorst and Richard Jefferson. Raj, it is day one of NBA Free Agency. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I wasn't doing as well yesterday. I was a little bit worried about the you know energy on this podcast. But with the trade requests that we have gotten, and the news that I think it'll eventually lead to, uh, I am on top. We haven't signed, we haven't made any actual trade yet, but we've signed players that are under 35. It's looking, <laughs> you know, it's looking a lot better than it was uh, last offseason.
0: So let's start with the things that the Lakers have actually done. Let's let's begin there. Around this time a year ago, the Lakers had signed a collection of players who really couldn't play on a playoff team. And we were so blinded by the the three stars that the Lakers had and all of these lovely names that had returned to the Lakers, the, the Dwight Howard's, Trevor Reese's, Kent Bazemore's of the world that I think, you know, we were just a wee bit too optimistic in our take, but I do think the Lakers have probably signed as many players this year as they did last year, who can actually play in a real game. It just so happens. These guys are like 23 to 26 years old. Instead of the 33 to 36 year olds that we signed a year ago, so in that respect, huge progress on the Los Angeles Lakers free agency front. But let's let's break down the names real quick. Thus far, uh, per reporting, you know from ESPN, Chumps, whoever, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers have agreed to minimum contracts with Damian Jones, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Troy Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. And they have offered their entire taxpayer mid-level exception to one Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Yep. Now, Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown Jr. are both coming up for their full rookie contracts. They were first round picks in 2018, played for four years, did not get qualifying offers and are coming to L.A. for a second chance. Very Malik Monk-esque. Yes, yeah. I believe Lonnie Walker was even a lottery pick four years ago. And if he wasn't lottery pick, he was mm-hmm. like in the teens, like something around 17 or 18. Let me pull that up. Yeah. He was the 18th pick in the 2018.
1: Okay. Draft.
0: So we've got those two, uh, Damian Jones, Lakers fans, very familiar with <laughs> Damian Jones. He was on the team, uh, about, mm-hmm. about 15 months ago, the lob threat that everyone wanted once Stravel McGee was gone. Uh, on a previous iteration of this podcast, me and Anthony Irwin had wildly optimistic conversations <laughs> about Damian Jones, most of them coming from Anthony's direction. I mean, that obviously fills a role, you know, that the Lakers have at center considering they were starting DeAndre Jordan in game one last year. So that's Damian Jones. And then Juan Toscano Anderson, another former warrior. The Lakers love poaching former warriors. It is an annual off-season tradition like no other.
1: A wing, uh, a, wing. A, wing. a wing. I mean,
0: he, he kind of plays the four and the five for Golden State. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. But he's a wing-sized player who has championship experience. I mean, I don't know how much championship experience he had this year because you didn't actually play for the Warriors during this playoff run. But hey, a Mexican-American basketball player playing in Los mm-hmm. Angeles is actually very, very cool. And <laughs> by all accounts, Juan Toscano Anderson, a beloved player within the Oakland community. So those are our four guys who the Lakers have actually agreed to terms with. Where do you want to start with that, Raj?
1: Well, I think obviously Lonnie Walker probably gets the most attention because he got our taxpayer, Emily. But I want to start with Damian Jones because I actually think last season our center position was probably the worst that we've had. I mean, we had DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard both I think over 34 I think Dwight Howard's 36 mm-hmm. we finally get a mobile center Damian Jones is 27
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: Zach Lowe said he's improved since he's left the Lakers honestly haven't watched the Kings enough we said he's improved as a passer that's great you know he give, had uh... a
0: couple nice games against the Lakers this year
1: actually. okay yes uh, I think I do yeah I remember that um it's final triple game overtime
0: I... ridiculous game no, during Thanksgiving yes. Yeah.
1: And he actually his last game this season, he was eight for nine from the field against the Suns in uh, 30 minutes. Uh, But just a mobile center, a guy who's a lob threat. You know, I think AD still wants to play the four in best case scenario for the regular season in his mind. So you give him a mobile center that can, you know, run and jump uh, and block shots. And I think who's been here has some familiarity with the stars that we have. So I think he's my favorite minimum signing so far that we've gotten. We've got a couple of wings as well, Troban Jr. But what'd you think of Damian Jones? Cause I think that was my favorite signing. He was well, our second signing, I think, um, or first, I don't remember uh, of the day, but I think it was great. We got a young center. Who's like not 35. Like, I think that's yeah. a win <laughs> That's such a win to have on the
0: team. 100% on board with Damian Jones. Obviously really enjoyed his couple 10-day stints with the Lakers last year, even though it was entirely COVID motivated. Um, He shot (laughs) 66% from the field last year with Sacramento, which obviously Mm -hmm. is nowhere near the 94% he shot as a member of the Lakers, but 66% (laughs) not too shabby. Um, that's a
1: ridiculous percentage. It's a though. really good
0: number. Yeah. I mean, it's 70% on twos and 35% on threes. Like the limited threes. He took about half a three a game. Um, so don't read anything into that. But yeah, he's just he's a bouncy guy. Uh he obviously loved the lob threat. You know, I I don't know that Russell Westbrook is actually still good at throwing lobs because that's beside the point. There's a lot of other cards that are on this team. <laughs> Hopefully, one of them knows how to throw a lob. But yeah, I mean, for all of the good things we said about Damian Jones a year ago. How could you not be happy about him returning to the Lakers on a minimum deal? It's about as good of a value as you could get. And he just slots in perfectly, right? You can play him next to Anthony Davis. You can play him as a backup five. You can like, it's going to work out just fine. He's young, does not get hurt. Um, Looking forward to that very, very much.
1: Yes. a finally, a big that can run. I think Darvin Ham wants a team that could run, you know, they're trying to play four out five out um, systems and he can definitely run the four floor, another shot blocker, what this team has needed. Honestly, um, I think centers, I mean, we saw Zubach get his extension about 10 million a year, but I think centers mostly go for the minimum. So I think that was a, ni- a nice signing for us to get. Unless
0: you're sure. JaVale McGee and you get three years, oh. 21 million from the Dallas Mavericks after they played you off the court in the second round of the playoffs. But this is the second straight year that JaVale McGee has signed with the team that he lost to in the second round of the playoffs for more money than he was currently making. I'm so proud of JaVale McGee. He gets to reunite with Jason Kidd and Jared Dudley in Dallas, which Tim McMahon says was a big selling point for JaVale to get that 2020 LA vibe back in Dallas. Uh, I don't particularly know why I'm talking about JaVel. I just always really liked him in LA and uh, he will forever be the goat lob catcher that we compare <laughs> Damian Jones to. But yeah. Very happy to have Damian Jones around. Um, yeah. Seriously. Just, just like nothing, nothing bad to say about that.
1: Yeah. I, I really like that signing. I mean, he, we'll see what role he actually gets. Let's we'll see how the rest of the roster feels, what trades we get. But you know, I think, I think he can fill in as a starting center. I think he's good enough yeah. for that and just finishes like, that about after
0: one quick shift and then you play smaller <laughs> the rest of it. But uh, the one thing you did say about how Darvin ham wants the Lakers to run, I think is something that you definitely see in the other signings that they have made because Let's, let's move on to the big ticket item of the day because, well, well, one of the big ticket items of the day, we'll obviously get to the other one later, but um, Lonnie Walker, you know, who the Lakers gave their entire mid-level exception to, which incidentally means that they have none left to sign Max Christie to a longer term contract. But yes. again, we'll get to that in a moment.
1: Um, The THT, is that what that is? (laughs) I I
0: think of it as a Terrence Mann, honestly. Terrence Mann had a Mm -hmm. four-year like minimum deal with the Clippers that he is still getting paid on, even though he is a valid rotation (laughs) player. It's insane that he's only getting paid $1.6 million, but that's what happens when you use cap space to sign a second-round player. Um, Anyway, Lonnie Walker, not much to write home about in his NPA career, i got to tell you. Sure. Uh, Not a great shooter. I think we were cashing in at about 34% for Lonnie Walker over his first four seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, The best that can be said about him is he was kind of a secondary ball handler (laughs) in uh, San Antonio, you know, Um, his assist rate was the highest of his career last year. So that's, that's nice, I guess. Um, Career 78% shooter from three, I mean, free throw range. So like, that's, that's fine, you know? Yeah. The one thing Lonnie Walker does really well is he just jumps out of the gym. He glides down the floor. Like he is stunningly fast. He's got incredible vertical like threat. Um, If, if this is a team that wants to play in transition, which I think is the way you like best. I think that's the best version of the Lakers. Just given the fact that they don't have a ton of spacing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They their half court offense can get really clunky. You just want to push the tempo as much as possible this is a guy who fits that ethos at the very least. Like he is going to run. <laughs> he's very athletic. Yeah. And, um, he's just going to be committed to playing in transition as much as possible. So at the very least, there's like some theory behind why you sign him. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's something that the Lakers saw when they leaned into more of Reeves and monk last year, when they played Stanley Johnson, when Gabriel, right. Like just get athletes who can play fast, who will play hard. Yeah. Um, and that's what you want the problem is that Lonnie Walker has just not been very good at doing any of those things. Right. Like I think, you know, Krandis over at basketball index just posted these horrific defensive numbers. For Lonnie Walker. And this those was fun to look on at a yeah. San Antonio's first team that theoretically prizes defense, you know, along yeah. the rotation. So yeah, I've, I've rambled a little bit too much about Lonnie Raj. Fill me in here.
1: Yeah, no, sure. Like, So I've seen people, I mean, the questions of that, people wanted a two-way wing right on the tax pyramid level. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think two-way wings were really available at the tax pyramid I would pyramid agree. Level.
0: I have not seen a single two-way <laughs> wing change hands on the tax pyramid level. <laughs>
1: So when you go after that, I think you want to go more upside. And Lonnie Walker is 23 years old. And he has the tools, right? You're going to throw him into our developmental system. That's Phil Handy, um, this other coach we took in from uh, the Brooklyn Nets. forgot his name. Um, But yes, Gent. And uh, and so, yeah, you throw a guy like that in there. Hopefully his shooting can improve. He did shoot 41%, 40.6% from three his second year in the league in 61 games. Um, Didn't really check how many attempts that was. I think he's a better shooter than he's shown. He's a good pull-up jump shooter. I think the difference I see comparisons to Malik Monk and they're close in height. Malik Monk was six, three Lonnie Walker, six, four, Lonnie Walker has a six
0: five by cleaning glass. <laughs>
1: six five, nice. But he has a six ten wingspan, which I think really changes what you can do. Um, again, that has to be theorized into, uh, actually on the floor. But I think mm-hmm. he, that he plays bigger than his size, like to me, like. And honestly, I didn't think he was available. He got let go today, right? I think the Spurs rescinded their qualifying offer, right, to, right, to, today. So he would have been at the top of my, um, TPM elite list. I thought I didn't think he was available, so I think that's a nice high upside type of player. We have a ton of guards now, which kind of, you know, foreshadows me that we're going to kind of move, maybe consolidate some so, of it, <laughs> consolidate some of them, but he's a nice, super athletic player um, that I think, you know, at six and a half million, like it's hard to find that we, we talked about Gary Harris. He just got two years, you know, I mean, 26. 26 million. I mean, he's a uh, 2 way, I guess. Guard, yeah. 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 Shooting guard uh, with quotation marks. So I'm excited. I think Lonnie Walker, again, just high upside. And we see these guys, they want to come to LA. We just saw Malik Monk at two years, 19 um, from the Kings. So Lonnie Walker has that opportunity too. And he's clutch, which I don't think hurts when you're coming. It to, does coming not to... hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. So a couple of things I want to bring up after, after that. Uh, the Lakers started last season with four clutch clients. LeBron, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn, and Talon Horton Tucker. So only one of them was brought in you know, new to the team. Sure. They still have those four clutch clients, but they have added uh, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano-Anderson, and one of their two-way contracts, Scotty Pippen Jr. <laughs> is also a clutch client, so that number has doubled this year. Uh, for any indication that uh, you know the Lakers were unhappy with LeBron James dictating front office operations, <laughs> um, let's just say the relationship between the Lakers and Clutch appears to be pretty good. Yeah, appears to be pretty good.
1: Right. No, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I understand the, you know, people don't want clutch running the team, obviously, but I mean, if it's a good player and their clutch, I don't really have an issue. You don't want your whole roster kind of filled with clutch lines. I guess you would like a little bit more variety, I guess, on your, on your team, but I don't have a problem with it. And I think Lonnie Walker is legit. I think you can really play those defensive numbers that Tim posted. Obviously those were really terrible horrific. to look at, horrific, uh, <laughs> horrific to look at. Um, Hopefully Darwin, well, I mean, Coming from the Spurs, Greg Popovich's system, I feel like a player there, I kind of trust what they're doing over there, like their developmental system over there. You take a player from that, hopefully um, Darvin Ham and, and the coaching staff can get a little bit more out of him. He's too athletic. He's too good. He's, he's still young enough to be molded. So I like I like the play there. If he plays any games for and he's past the Kendrick Nunn signing from last season, Kendrick Nunn played zero games last year. Like we Like the baseline is so low the bar is like really low. So um, I'm hoping he can contribute at some level.
0: We, we talked about this on Slack a couple of days ago about how the Lakers really haven't hit on any of their mid-level signings uh, since, <laughs> since the start of the Rob Palenka era. Um, I think that's a little unfair, honestly, because the first mid-level signing went to Avery Bradley and okay. he was the starting point guard for that entire season and actually pretty good for the Lakers when he played. Yeah. Um. The fact that he did not play in the postseason was a once-in-a-lifetime cataclysmic global pandemic world-altering event, so mm-hmm. I don't really blame Avery Bradley for the fact that he didn't play during postseason. I think the Lakers fans' judgment of the player that Avery Bradley was in 1920 is heavily clouded by the player Avery Bradley was in 21-22, which, yeah. let's put a spade on a spade, like that was terrible, but okay. <laughs> I think... I think the Lakers did fine with that first one. Um, 2020, that offseason, it obviously goes to Montres Harrell, who is unable to get onto the court really during that playoff series against Phoenix. Uh, Last year, the mid-level went to Kendrick Nunn, or the majority of it went to Kendrick Nunn. Uh, We saved some for buyout candidates, which didn't happen. But (laughs) (laughs) um, we all know how Kendrick Nunn's first season with the Los Angeles Lakers went. So, I mean, I would hope that Lonnie Walker could be the best mid-level candidate that the Lakers have signed in the last four years. Even if he's the second best, I think I'd be okay with that. (laughs) If He was not quite as good as Avery Bradley was in 1920. I think I'd be okay with that because I, I just have these wonderful fond memories of Avery Bradley canning six threes against the Clippers in that last March game, you know, before the shutdown, Uh, he did, he did very good things. Like there's a reason why Frank Bogle had the Avery challenge There's a reason why they were so willing to bring him back. Um, but again, I'm not here to just Gush about oh. Avery Bradley because the Lakers still have two roster spots left, and who knows what they're going to.
1: Well, Lonnie Walker, at least, I mean, just in theory, his percentages haven't really matched up with it. But when you watch his tape, he's a pull-up jump shooter. Like, he's an off-the-dribble, pull-up, three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. His percentages aren't great. I think he shot, like, 33% on pull-up threes. I was looking at it. Um, but, like, it looks smooth. It looks good. And that doesn't matter much if the ball doesn't go in enough. But I think, like, he's young enough to where you can kind of work with that. With Anthony Davis, again, I've been asking for guards who can shoot to pair with AD. I just think if you pair AD with guards that can't shoot, um, it's kind of annoying to watch how people defend them. They just go under the screen. Bonnie Walker will pull up on you. If you go under that screen and his jumper is clean enough, I think he has more handles than like a Kendrick Nunn does. Um, I think he has a little bit more off the dribble juice than like, especially with his athleticism, the way he can jump than Malik Monk can. He has some crazy finishes at the rim. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I I think there's something there. The defense stuff has to be figured out. I, I want to go deeper into why, he, you know, he's rated as like the third worst defender guard in the league. Is that what Tim or I forgot how it was. I rated, believe that's but... <laughs>
0: that's that's basically what happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh and he was like the worst guard defender on the Spurs for sure. But against, I mean, six five. I'm not really sure why that happened. Well, I think I'll have to go deeper into that. But I think like he's a, he's a legit offensive option. Um, and he's not 35. Like it's 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 he's a win. Only
0: like 23 years he's old. He's 23. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I I generally think that betting on young players to improve is a good proposition <laughs> you know like this guy played one year in college right
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's a young draft pick i i think it's okay to just try to find upside in these players right because there there was no upside to be found in trevor riza and carmelo anthony um already got, got trevor riza's Lakers, upside DeAndre jordan right like <laughs> There was no upside to be found on those players last year. At least there is a theory behind signing guys who are on the other side of their prime. And again, like we touched on earlier, who else was coming for this amount of money, right? Like the Clippers signed Amir Coffey to three years, 11 million. I think Amir Coffey is comparable to the type of player we can expect Lonnie Walker to be. Uh, Not as good, I don't think, honestly. Lonnie Walker is probably not as good as Amir Coffey. But that was a restricted free agent, right? Like the Clippers were bidding against nobody for that. Um, but like you said, Gary Harris, two years 13 million. Kyle Anderson, it seems like was two years 18 million. Um, even Mo Bamba got like two years 20 million. That was another name that was on the Lakers list, I think, or at least the list of players that the Lakers would theoretically be going after. Um, Patty Mills went back for 214 to the Nets. Yeah. Uh PJ Tucker got 330, uh, 333, I think. Like Chris Boucher went back to the Raptors for like 335. That is young, got two in the teens as well. Um, Just none of these players were going to come for the money that the Lakers had (laughs) to offer. And like, I know, I know some Laker fans are like eagerly waiting on Otto Porter. Like he hasn't signed yet. Like who knows what kind of money he's going to sign for. So (laughs) I I just don't think that it was reasonable to expect this particular salary tool to account for more in this like cap climate. Like last year was one thing when it was, oh, we could have had Rudy Gay or Patty Mills instead of Kendrick Nunn like was patty mills that great in playoffs like nah it was was rudy gay that good like he wasn't even really playing for the utah no. so the mid-level is just no matter how often they update the collective bargaining agreement to change the mid-level like this <laughs> contract for some reason always sucks <laughs> like, it is just hard to find a player to switch teams um, on this number
1: it yeah well yeah it's, it's also like what happens when you have turnover every year right you just don't have Players with their bird rights. So if you're continuing to sign players just straight out from free agency, you're just not going to have advantage to um, bring them back. Like with Malik Monk, right? Like we could not pay him more than the six and a half million. And bless Malik Monk going. And, sp- and telling, you know, Jovan that, money, he- yeah, yeah, well, he told him he would take less to oh. stay with the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> bless how much him for less that. Is the question, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he wasn't taking a minimum, and uh, obviously, it wasn't that much. So, yeah, like, I, I just think, like if you're getting new players every year from free agency, it'd be nice to have some kind of consistency. Lonnie Walker will have the same issue next summer. I mean, we don't yeah. have his bird rights at all. So, I mean, but
0: well, we have he- far more ability to pay him than we did Malik Monk, who signed on a minimum. Yes
1: right that's that's very true yeah we should have more
0: i do like signing the younger players to these higher cap amounts that you actually have some measure of retaining them like the old guys are who you signed to the minimums right (laughs) Uh, right
1: Right. like
0: because so malik monk is making 219 on the deal with the kings right Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming that that's like the most favorable of terms right it's not exactly Mm -hmm. what they're giving him (laughs) so let's say his average annual salary is nine million dollars like if you do 120% off of the six and a half million for Lonnie Walker. Like that puts you in the realm of keeping somebody like, you know, Malik Mm -hmm. or Lonnie, assuming the season works out and you want to keep him whatever. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I don't hate the signing. Like I've honestly had a much higher opinion of Lonnie Walker up until the entire internet, like shat on him today. (laughs) (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: (laughs) Well, let's move to the two actual wings we signed so we signed troy brown jr um who's six six i've i've seen six seven somewhere i'm not sure where um so he's probably somewhere in between there and then uh juan Toscano anderson right so those are the two actual wings that they signed um they weren't great for the last for the last teams but i think it's actual size it's nice again young guys troy brown jr is what 22 Montescano I think he's 29 if I check his young. age yeah, yeah he's not young but he's like young he's compared like to what young we...
0: relative to what we we're working with yeah
1: <laughs> he's a baby compared to like Trevor Reza last yeah, year he, like he
0: just turned 29
1: 29 so. yes not yeah. terrible yeah. Not terrible, no. And um, and he's still like, I think growing into the player he was, he, he came to the league late, right? I think this was his third. Yeah,
0: this was just his third season, all of which There's... have been spent with the Warriors, yeah.
1: With Warriors, yeah. yeah. I think last season was a better season for him. I think there were legit flashes of like a player that can be in a playoff rotation. So yeah, um, when think...
0: when the Warriors like recaptured their Warriors-ness at the end of yeah. the season, you know, that 15 and five stretch that Zach Lowe has mentioned ad <laughs> nauseum on every podcast <laughs> that he has taped over the last month. Desmond mm-hmm. Anderson was playing in those games, right? Like he was yeah. averaging 25 minutes or so over the final, you know, 20 games of the season. So that tells me that if Steve Kerr counted on him, like during gut check time, that this yeah. guy actually knows how to play basketball. In contrast to the other Warrior that we signed <laughs> last year, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel good about Juan to Scott Anderson. I don't think he's, you know, going to be like a lockdown wing defender or, sure. you know, somebody who needs to have a high usage role, but he's a guy who just like knows how to play. Um, Another guy who I think is going to be really good in transition and running the floor. Uh, and again, that just sort of speaks to the identity that the the Lakers are, are trying here and a career 36% three-point shooter. Like I'll take that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs>
1: I mean, JTA and even Troy, Brown Jr. they fit like I think around LeBron and AD, you're like if LeBron and AD create advantage then give you the ball, you need mm-hmm. to be able to do two things. At least you need to be able to either shoot or keep the advantage, attack a close out. And I think JTA right. does that enough. He did that around Steph Curry um, and Troy, Brown junior will see. But I mean, he has all the like the toolbox of it. I think he's a shooter in name. I don't think he shot a great percentage last year, but I mean, he's six. I don't even remember
0: Troy Brown being a shooter at Oregon. Honestly, I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember. I think on like the Bulls or or the Wizards. The Wizards, he uh had a few games against us. Or I remember that he played well. Um, which I guess right. it doesn't, yeah. which doesn't, <laughs> I guess not, doesn't mean much. I guess we weren't really good for. for last again, season. He's only
0: twenty three years old, so not a bad yeah. place to start.
1: He was a high. Was he a high pick? I don't remember. Um, Furban exactly. Jr. was
0: selected by the Wizards, so I assume that he was a high pick. But <laughs> maybe that was a year that they still had John Wall and made the playoffs. Uh, let's check real quick. He was First the fifteenth pick. pick. Yeah. Oh, fifteenth so pick. Okay. Right in that same range as Lonnie Walker. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. So I what mean, happened I... in
0: this 2018 NBA draft? <laughs> Why are these guys all available all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> well, Let's take a quick said... <laughs> look
0: at the teens here. All right, so Shea Gildas Alexander goes 11. Miles Bridges okay. 12. Uh, Jerome Robinson 13th. Yikes.
1: He went to the Clippers, right? I think Jerome. Yeah, Michael in, Porter 14th.
0: Little... Then Troy Brown Jr. 15th. Zaire Mm -hmm. Smith, I believe already out of the league, 16th Dante DiVincenzo, 17th. I'm going to pause here. The Kings use a lot of money to just sign Malik Monk and they did not give a qualifying offer to Dante DiVincenzo. I'm a little bummed that this mid-level went to Lonnie Walker instead of Dante DiVincenzo because I love
1: Dante. He has to be priced out. There's no way you're getting Dante yeah. DiVincenzo. He's That's too, a good point. Again, good point. I don't know what the Kings are. Like, I love Malik Monk. Don't get me wrong. I love Malik. Dante DiVincenzo was like a starter on a team that was winning, winning a million games. I know, right? Bucks. He was a lockdown defender. Bucks fans were like, let's wait till you get Dante DiVincenzo back. Like, I remember he got hurt and they went on a little bit of a slide. But no, he would have been great um, to, pick, to pick up. But I just think he would have been priced out. But happy for Malik, though, to bounce on whatever Sacramento was doing over there.
0: Yeah, th- those are a couple of names that I'm keeping an eye on, like Otto Porter, Dante DiVincenzo, um, I guess like TJ Warren, you know, like what yeah. these forward size players are going to get on their next contracts, because a lot of money has already been handed out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm interested to see like if they're just going to return to their teams, you know, with bird rights or uh, if they're settling for discounts elsewhere, because I'm going to be disappointed when players that I like settle for discounts elsewhere and not on the Lakers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see where they where they go, I guess. I think Otto Porter probably goes back with the Warriors. I, I'm...
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reporting is that we offered Malik Monk our full mid-level, and he said no um, and decided to take the higher mid-level from Sacramento, which, you know, get your money, man. Go play with your buddy Deer and Fox. Like, is he as good of a buddy as Austin Reeves? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> at least you're still in California and can have some day trips together. Uh, the Lakers still have two roster spots remaining. Uh, anything in particular you'd like to see from those two, assuming that everybody else stays in place?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would hope for a couple more wings. I think that would be nice to kind of fill out. Uh, maybe one more just jumpy center so that Damon Jones isn't the only other center on the roster. I would think you like to Dwight have. Howard back? <laughs> so I've seen that kind of uh, <laughs> brought up honestly would not. I think, you know, okay. I think last year Dwight kind of ran, I mean, he was still only playing like once in a while and still just could not move. We need centers that can move this year. And I think it would go against kind of what we're kind of building here. So yeah, I would like a couple more wings uh, if they can, even if it's people on the summer league roster that that we're about to watch in a few weeks here. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the start. I mean, again, like, I think we both agree you're not finding two way wings on vet men's or the taxpayer mid level. It just was, wasn't happening, so you got to find what you can. You got to pull up jump shooter that, like, for that for the tax pyramid level. If that works out, um, we'll see uh, what Kendrick Nunn brings. And all
0: Individually, that. I like the Damian Jones, Troy Brown, and Toscano mm-hmm. Anderson signings. I am more mixed on the Lonnie Walker signing. Not so much that he got the most money, but because they didn't save any of the mid level for buyouts or you know a second round pick contract. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the body. Of the Lakers depth chart. And I'm just thinking, dear God, that's a lot of players who should not be playing for a high-level team. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, like you saw this listed out, right? You look at the centers, and it's AD, Damian Jones, Wendy and Gabriel, power forwards, LeBron, JTA, Stanley Johnson. Your small forward is currently Troy Brown and THT. Uh, shooting guard Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Max Christie, and point guard Russ and Kendrick Nunn. And I don't know. It's uh, they could use some help. They could use some help. I think is one way of putting it. Fortunately, there does appear to be a way for help to be coming. Yes. So let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about that. All right. So as was teased at the beginning of the show, <laughs> Kevin Durant requested a trade today, and it's kind of nuts that we didn't lead off with that. But then again, Kevin Durant is not a Los Angeles Lakers. We talked about players who were actually going to be Los Angeles Lakers on a right. Laker podcast, but Kevin Durant requested a trade today. And as a consequence of that trade request, uh, the reporting is that Kyrie Irving is also likely on his way out of Brooklyn, despite having opted into the final year of his contract earlier this week. Yes. You and I spoke at length about what Kyrie Irving could do for the Los Angeles Lakers. Go back and listen to our show from a week ago. If you want to hear about the basketball fit Raj is supremely excited about it. I also agree that the basketball fit makes a lot of sense. I'm less enthused about the personal fit. Um, But again, I just looked, I just listed 13 players on the Laker roster that didn't exactly excite me. So, you know, personal fit be damned. Sometimes, uh, the, the general reporting suggests that Kyrie Irving's preferred destination is the Los Angeles Lakers. This is what Brian Windworth has told us. This is what Shem Sharania has been saying on his show all day. Are you buying it, Raj? Like, are you feeling that Kyrie Irving is gonna end up on the Los Angeles Lakers?
1: Let's back up for two seconds. So okay. a week a week ago, we did a show because Kyrie um, you know, was sending sublim- subliminal messages and, you know, messages that no one really could tell. Um, and we did a whole show about it. And then he opted in, right, and, and all that kind of buzz went down, the energy went down. And then this Kevin Durant trade request happens and just gives me the boost right back. And somehow our show last week is twice as relevant as it was uh it was a week ago so yes i am buying it uh it's actually louder now like the the speakers are getting oh, even louder
0: louder now right like
1: <laughs> the smoke has turned to like m- even more flames like the flames are uh are heating up um the dave mcmenon went on you know tv today and said the lakers think they can add shooting through trades which uh You think they made yeah. joe harris? <laughs> I did connect I those two I would love dots.
0: for them to mean Joe Harris. Honestly,
1: <laughs> that's what it. That's what it definitely feels like. Um, we talked about Lonnie Walker. It reminds me a lot of Kendrick. Now, and I just have a hard time believing. Like they went and got more guards to add to this roster with Taylor Horn Tucker, who needs the ball in his hands as well. Um, yeah, I am buying it. I think it would be incredible. I know you have questions about the 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 uh, outside of basketball fate, and I totally understand those concerns. Right.
0: The yes. tweet. That he sent via Shams Tarania this week.
1: Shams did not have to tweet it. Normal
0: (laughs) people and whatever the hell the rest of that was. I'm not even going to dignify it by reading it again. How could you possibly want that on the Lakers this year?
1: Did you watch last season? I mean,
0: (laughs) if it's that or, you know, Max Christie, Kendrick Nunn lineups. I get it. I get it.
1: Again, like, I keep making this comparison, but, like, Sabrina, this is not Lou Williams coming on the market. This is Kyrie Irving. I know, I know. Irving. Uh, I know you don't, you're not as excited as, as I am. Uh, but, again, I think if you believe in Darvin Ham, if you believe in the culture that he's bringing, you bring in Kyrie freaking Irving, maybe this gets AD to have some kind of boost in, you know, energy. This gives some enthusiasm to the whole team, even a pick-and-roll partner. I mean, I just can't imagine going from what we've been watching, watching Dennis Schroeder... Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, bless Austin Reeves, but this whoever was we running. why we love
0: Malik Monk so much.
1: Why we let Malik what Monk? What a pure as well. jump shot! Again, but Malik does it like like once in a while. He can he blows up.
0: There is somebody with a purer jump shot than Malik Monk.
1: <laughs> this is Kyrie Irving. I mean, him and LeBron have already won a title together. I can imagine the pick rolls with uh, with Anthony Davis. I maybe I'm getting too deep into it because there's still chances that this does not <laughs> happen, but. Yes, I am I'm excited. I would I would really uh I would welcome it. And I get the off the court fit. I totally get that. I just like what other option you have. Both Russ and Kyrie expire next year. Like this is where sure, else are sure. you going? Are you calling Charlotte? Like I'm not sure. Just speaking
0: of the off court fit.
1: Um <laughs> honestly,
0: personality wise, sure. I'm not sure it would be that much better to have Russell Westbrook on the Lakers next year. Like you and I talked about this before recording. Uh Russell Westbrook was at Kevin loves wedding last weekend. LeBron James was at Kevin loves wedding last weekend. Did we see any visual confirmation of the two of them in the same 10 foot bubble together? No, no, I do not believe we did. And this is not the kind of thing where like, Oh, I hang out with my coworkers all the time. Like, why would I want to see them again? Like LeBron is at the Cavaliers table, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's taking pictures with all his former Cleveland buddies. Uh, including, you know, like your champ, J.R. Smith, I believe was there, but yeah, I honestly, I don't think the interpersonal dynamics are all that great with Russ. Like we're going to get some hella awkward situations with Russell Westbrook. Sure. I think are still more palatable than whatever Kyrie Irving plans to bring to Los Angeles. Let me put that out there. (laughs) Kyrie (laughs) Irving is entirely difficult to predict. I I, sure say that I could you know, prepare myself for what Kyrie Irving is going to bring is inane because Lord knows what Kyrie Irving could bring. Like the last three years, I mean, he missed basically an entire season because he refused to get vaccinated. Uh, he took several personal leaves from the Nets the year before a couple of times, Steve Nash openly admitted that he had no idea where Kyrie was. And at one point he was seen at his like sister's birthday party during a Nets game. So all that to say that. is like, there's, there's a lot of Kyrie that I'm not entirely on board with. Yeah. Sure. But again, I, I did just read the 13 man roster for the Lakers that that bummed me out that like really bummed me out. And I know how this season finished for the Lakers. I was nowhere near that bummed last year when I read the, the Carmelo, Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn lineup. Okay. <laughs> I should have been clearly. I did not read the situation. Well. I mean, the way Dave McNedeman reported it, saying that the Lakers are confident that they could find shooting via trade. What exactly could the Lakers trade to get a real shooter? Assuming it's not Kyrie Irving. Who is that shooter? What is the trade package? Like, it's nothing, right? The only thing he is talking about is Kyrie Irving, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, the Nets also have another shooter, right? yeah, another Seth Curry. Yeah. One of those. Um, I think Seth Curry
0: is a good contract. I don't think they'd want to trade him. I think they can like get assets sure. for him. They don't have to dump him. Joe Harris, I kind of think is a bad contract, but who cares at this point if you're the Lakers, cause he just would fit so perfectly.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like people don't say this out loud enough, but like next year after, after this year, LeBron would be going to year 21. Like, that that's an absurd year to go into. Like we are on a year to year basis here mm-hmm. in my opinion. And again, like if you keep Russ and I've heard, you know, wait for Kyrie free agency, we don't know what Kyrie doing in six weeks. You're going to wait for Kyrie no, in I eight don't. months. Yeah. So like, I just think waiting for 2023 free agency would just be absurd. So this is the time Go in Now you made the Russ trade mistake. You gave away, you know, wing players and a first round pick, but you have a chance to you know fix that most franchises don't get that chance I mean Brooklyn you know bet all their chips on the table for two superstars I don't know how the next CBA is going to go but Sabrina Katie requested a trade with four years left on his deal no
0: options four years
1: (laughs) and the Nets just have to be like all right where you want to go like that's the business we're in and you Kyrie and they're talking about other teams um can put up offers but let's be real here like teams players with one year left like Kyrie they kind of have a lot of leverage nobody
0: wants to get into the Kyrie Irving business nobody wants to get into the Kyrie Irving business I'm going to say this one more time nobody (laughs) wants to get into the Kyrie Irving business the Lakers are in a very unique position because they have such a horrific season that they are coming off of and they have one player who Kyrie Irving has actually said he wants to play with in LeBron James Mm -hmm. I legitimately cannot think of another situation in the league where it makes sense for Kyrie Irving to go, right? Like, do you want to put him next to Luca? Who in hell is playing defense on that team? Like, are you going to play three-guard lineups with him, Spencer, and Luca? Like, no, that's just not happening. Um, another contender, let's see, is he going to go to Golden State? Hell no. Is he going to go to Phoenix? Hell no. Like, it can't go back to Boston. God forbid he goes back to Boston. Um, the Knicks just got Jalen Brunson. I'm sure they'd love to have Kyrie. Can you believe the Knicks wasted all of their cap space on Jalen Brunson when these guys became available?
1: What are they doing? Sir? What, what are they doing? I don't.
0: You can't go to Toronto. Isn't there like still a vaccine mandate in Toronto? I mean.
1: Yeah, you're not getting anything with Toronto.
0: There's literally nowhere in the league where it makes sense for Kyrie Ring to go other than the Lakers. And I still don't want him. I still don't. <laughs> I can't do it.
1: That's so crazy to me. Uh,
0: he is crazy. I mean, sure,
1: but what's the Serena? What's the alternative? The alternative like, is where... watching
0: a lot of bad basketball. It is watching a lot of bad no, basketball. No, no. The but, only thing okay. I enjoyed watching last year was Malik Monk and Austin Reeves, and unfortunately, half of that is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sucks. That's that's the point though. Like Kyrie obviously isn't the greatest. Like like obviously we're in this situation because we have a player that makes way more than you know uh his value to a team i mean 47 million for russell westbrook he's earned every penny of it but it makes your team building really tough it Mm -hmm. makes you read out names like no disrespect to any of those names but like you (laughs) know all the guys that we just signed like it makes you there are six names
0: that you could be talking about right now (laughs) maybe seven
1: So it puts you into that position there. And so if you can get a legit star, which I think when they play, let's put that in, uh, Mm -hmm. put that in quotation, like when they play Kyrie Irving, when he put like his numbers still don't look real to me. This is last year. Really, really good. 37 minutes. This is on This is a player who won zero enthusiasm for basketball, as it was pointed (laughs) out part-time
0: player a year ago,
1: part-time player battling with the city of New York. Meanwhile, (laughs) while playing like, Hated the coaching staff. I can keep going. Um it still averaged 27 on 42% from three. 42%. And he from
0: takes three. some ridiculous shots. Ridiculous too, like shots, some real and, YOLO
1: shots. And still got six assists a game when, like, it's what Bruce Brown or whoever, or Nick Claston, or all the guys that you know they were surrounding him, uh, mm-hmm. surrounding him with six assists a game, four rebound. Like that's that those players don't come available, especially that type of talent. And this he is the, was
0: a number one pick for a reason. For a reason
1: and he was I think Zach Lowe said he voted him second team all NBA two he voted him at ago. least
0: all NBA two years ago yeah maybe years been team team, but still just two years ago
1: yeah so I mean would you rather have Kyrie or James Harden next year like I think that's a I think that's an interesting question as well right like I like Philly's I about to, to take James,
0: James.
1: <laughs> sure James is about <laughs> to get a three try <laughs> James will get a three-year, hundred million dollars deal. We saw how the season closed for him. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen Kyrie come through more in big playoff games than James Harden. I like also I think that's see a-
0: Kyrie just not be in big playoff <laughs> games because he was hurt, um, sure. and also do terrible things like pretend to guard Giannis in the 2019 playoffs. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> him and Brad Stevens definitely did not have the same game plan. No, during did not in that playoff series. Um, and LeBron's the guy who's got the most out of Kyrie. I mean. I know these are positive spins, and it can go terrible. We talked
0: about all this. We talked about all this. We don't need to yeah. go over the, the internal machinations of Kyrie <laughs> And The one thing I do want to say is that uh, it does appear that the Lakers have learned something from the mistakes of last year.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Like, we talked about how they have prioritized youth a little bit more, you know, uh, even if the, the track record of these players is not impressive, there is hope for development because of how young they are, how early they are in their careers. And then another thing that David McMenamin said on ESPN was that Darvin Ham is with Rob Polinka making these decisions. He did not go to summer league. Um, he is working with the front office on the free agency project for now. And how many times did we discuss how Frank Vogel and last year's roster were decidedly not a match made in heaven? Like there's no way Frank Vogel made... Any contributions to the selections of last year's free agency period. So I'm glad that even if the outcome is still uninspiring at the moment,
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: there is better process.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and it look, that's a low bar like having a yeah. coach um be involved in you know free agency decisions, but it's nice to see. Obviously, Frank Volga, I think, was locked out of the room or however you want to say it. There's no way literally locked it.
0: out of the room. He was not told that there were meetings taking place.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> just got a text one day. What we're trading for Russell. We're <laughs>
0: okay. oh, but- not re-signing Alex, but <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but yeah it's nice to see him come
0: back for less money and we said no
1: (laughs) oh that hurts um but yeah it's nice to see him uh in those rooms in the decision making being able to match players to how he wants to play and i think that's good uh and there was a little nugget i think alex kennedy also he said that uh troy brown jr and lonnie walker are best friends so
0: the new Malik um, Monk and Austin Reeves.
1: <laughs> so that's a nice little uh, nugget there, but yeah, like I, I hope it's a good start. Hopefully ham also has like even more input a little bit, uh, on the two-way guys, you know, the young guys that, that we have on the team. So, uh, it'd be nice. I, I think it's a good start to free agency. I know everyone wanted two-way wings. Those were not available for our resources. Um, uh, oh, we have two, we have two crazy two-way players in LeBron, Anthony Davis. Like that's uh, that's our that's our two way uh, mm-hmm. players right now. After that, you're just uh, you're hoping to to find it.
0: I wish we could end on a more optimistic note than that. <laughs> uh, so let's just let's just have fun here, Raj. Uh, sure. Let's set a percentage. What Whoa. is uh, what's the percentage chance that <laughs> Kyrie Irving starts next year on the Lakers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he will start if he's on, if he's ah, on the team. Yes. Um, I'm going to go 55%. Fifty-five. Easily. I thought
0: you were going to be like 80 or something.
1: <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. How about you?
0: <laughs> um, just based on the fact that every Lakers off season has somehow been worse than the one preceding it, you know, from my fan perspective, I'm going to say a hundred percent.
1: Oh,
0: wow.
1: 100%. <laughs> you just made my day. Oh, <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I'm going to have to actually think of a new name for the podcast if and when Kyrie Irving joins the L.A. Lakers. Raj, start brainstorming. Okay.
1: (laughs) I think when you see him play like once, you're going to be like, oh, okay." like this. Again,
0: uh... I want to point this out. I have rooted for a team with Kyrie Irving on it. I rooted hard for a team with Kyrie Irving on it. We went to school together for crying out loud, and I still did not enjoy it. (laughs) admittedly I'm much older than I was then you know I'd like to think that my personality my temperament have uh
1: so is Kyrie yeah.
0: mitigated a little bit, but uh who knows who knows
1: <laughs> I'm hoping I mean he played uh well wow, the games played aren't great it's not great at all honestlynor um,
0: Anderson played more minutes than this guy last year <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a reasonable thing to check. How many minutes did Kyrie Irving play last year? He played, no, he played 1,091 minutes last year. So more than one. So
1: more than JTA. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, on that note, knowing that Irving at least played more minutes than JTA, uh, maybe there is some hope, Um, but yeah, it's just going to be a long summer. If you're trying to convince me that what the Lakers are doing makes sense. Cause uh, at the moment, it's tough stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like how we went total opposite though they were all old guys last offseason and rob link was like no it's all young guys this time i think there's a middle can't play basketball (laughs) (laughs) there's a middle ground there but you know i think i'd rather lean this way so i mean it's better than last year to start we'll see what trades and stuff happen again
0: the fact that like we are saying it's better than last year when universally this offseason was celebrated last year Um, I I just don't know how I feel about that. I mean, we're already like in some weird, strange revisionist mode here. And I am, uh, I'm just sad that the only saving grace is the acquisition of (laughs) 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 Irving. The only thing that will get us out of this mess that we've created is the messiest player in the NBA. Next time you and I talk, we're going to speak about, um, just some of the most disastrous stints in Lakers' history. I think that's a good way of uh, preparing ourselves for what is to come. But yeah, okay, so five percent. I'm at 100 <laughs> percent. Do with that what you will about carrier. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you all for listening to the Silver Screen Roll Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to all of our shows on the Silver Screen Roll Feed. We talk about the Lakers and the NBA every day of the week. Anthony's even recording Lakers lowdowns from a cruise in the middle of the ocean. So Lord knows you're going to get some good content over the next two weeks as free agency continues and we'll be back.